0: This is a story from around 10 years ago. I was maybe 16 or 17 at the time, but I recently had something happen that instantly brought these memories flooding back to me at the time. I kind of just brushed it off because nothing bad ended up happening. And I just put it down to, I guess stuff happens when you're a woman walking alone at night, but looking back now, I realized just how creepy it was. I was coming home one Thursday night after being out at a pub with some friends. We had been out a little more centrally in the city, so I had to take a bus on my own to get home to my residential neighborhood. I had done this route a hundred times or so, so I didn't see it as being particularly dangerous, especially as I live in a fairly nice neighborhood. It was only about 11pm, but because I lived in a residential area and it was the middle of the work week, when I got off the bus at my stop, it was absolutely dead and there was no one around. Again, this didn't spook me, particularly as it's only about a 5-10 to minute walk from the bus stop to my house. As I turned down a long street that leads towards my house, I noticed a guy walking further down the street ahead of me. This put me a little on edge, but I was reassured by the fact that his back was to me, and he was walking away from me down the street. As I kept walking, I noticed the guy turn around and clock me. That's fine, I thought. I always turn around when I hear someone walking behind me at night, so nothing weird about that. But i noticed as we got further and further down the street he kept doing it kept checking i was still walking in the same direction as him at this point i'm starting to get pretty freaked out particularly as i'm painfully aware that we are the only two people around just as i was weighing up what i should do he turned down the path of one of the houses to our right and i breathed a sigh of relief he's going into his house i was just being paranoid the whole time. The houses in my area are terraced with front doors being kind of embedded into an enclave in front of the house. What this means is that from where I was standing, about 50 feet away, I couldn't actually see the front door of the house as it was obscured by a wall. However, I saw him walk down the path and disappear into the front door enclave, so my logical conclusion was that he was letting himself into his house. I can't describe exactly what made me feel like this, but after that initial feeling of relief wore off, I suddenly got this really bad feeling, so I stopped walking and just stood there. There was this tiny voice in my head that said, what if he's just faking you out? That feeling became so strong that I stepped off the pavement and ducked down behind a parked car and just waited. After a couple of minutes of crouching behind the car, staring at the house, I saw a movement and my heart stopped. The man came back down the path, out into the street. And was looking around, looking for me. He must have been waiting for me in the doorway, knowing that if I kept walking, I wouldn't see him until it was too late. Unfortunately for him, his hiding place also meant that he couldn't see me, so when I didn't walk past as he had anticipated, he had to come back out into the street to try and work out where I was. Looking back now, I probably should have called the police at this point, but as a scared teenager, my fight or flight brain took over and I sprinted down one of the roads running perpendicular to the street that we were on, as I knew I could use it to take a slightly longer route home. I didn't stop running until I got home, where I quickly double locked the door behind me. Amazingly, I didn't even think to wake up anyone in my family. I literally just went to bed, and then woke up the next morning and went to school. I dread to think what would have happened if I hadn't just gotten that sudden bad feeling and stopped walking. Part of me thinks that on some subconscious level, my brain must have registered not hearing the front door shut after the man had approached it and therefore triggered an alarm in my head, but I had no perception of this at the time. Lesson learned, trust your gut. A little backstory leading up to this meeting. I grew up in a shady area and would rarely leave home after 7 or 8 p.m., as it was considered dangerous. Going into high school, I got a pit bull. He was a gentle giant who loved everyone and everything. He had some protection work training before he joined our family, but as he was getting older, he retired, and I got to take him home with me. So on to the story. I was at this time 17 and female, short, blonde, but very aware of my size. Having a big scary dog, I finally felt safe walking alone. And on that very night i had set out to take a longer walk as my dog let's call him meatball really needed to run off some energy i took him to the woods near my home and we walked along a gravel path that was partially lit it was around 11 pm and quite dark at that point as we walked i became aware of the fact that there really wasn't anyone else around we walked for about 10 or 15 minutes before a man turned up behind us we continued to walk and I noticed he's taking the same turns as me and Meatball. I sped up, feeling my heart beating in my chest. Meatball, who normally spent his time sniffing at the end of the leash, was now also very aware of the situation. He had slowed down and gotten so close to my leg with full focus on this man. I started turning at every turn that I could, and the man followed, even though we were now walking in circles. He started getting closer and closer to us. And I'm now sure that he's following us. It's at this point that I remember something my father once told us Never let someone follow you, as you're most vulnerable from behind. If you can get in a situation where you can force your stalker to pass you, do so. I stopped, grabbed firmly onto Neatball's leash, and I leaned back, acting as if I had to put my entire body weight into holding him back. Now, I'm aware at this point in my life, I look small and weak, but as my father is an old veteran, I could fight before I could walk, and even holding Meatball back was not as difficult of a task as I made it look. Well, I called out, trying to sound as naive as I could, hoping that if I had to fight, I would surprise him with my strength. Excuse me, my dog really does not like people, and I can't really hold him back when he lunges. If I step to the side, could you pass us so I have a chance at holding him back? As I say this, Meatball starts barking, growling, and snapping towards the man. The man, who is now stopped, looks me up and down, stares at my dog, and then turns around without saying a word. He left quickly, and I called my parents and asked them to meet me, as I now realized he could easily hide anywhere on our walk back. My dad showed up only a few minutes later, baseball bat in hand. Nothing really happened but after being followed by this man at every turn that I took for at least half an hour, I know this could have ended really badly. It was really tough for me to turn and confront my follower, but I'm so glad that I did and that Meatball was there to back me up with his ferocious snarls. Who knows where we would have been without him. This isn't a particularly long story, but it's odd and it left me feeling quite traumatized. I don't know what's going to come of sharing it, but I do hope that it relieves some of the burden for me and my feelings about it. This happened back in 2015. At the time, I was 21. Every morning I would wake up early to go for a run. I had developed a route that was a giant loop. One side of this loop was up the main street of a small Utah town that I was living in at the time. My twin brother would go running at the same time I did, but he would run the loop in the opposite direction. One morning, I was running down the main street and was passing this apartment building. In front of the building was a cluster of trees. My view of the tree clusters and the apartment building itself was obscured by a tall hedge, so I couldn't really see them until I was right in front of the building and past that tall bush. Out of the corner of my eye, I see a woman standing among the trees and staring at me. A chill runs up my back as I keep my eyes forward as I don't want to be rude and look back at her. It feels as if she's following me as I run past. Not physically, but her gaze. As I feel the intense beams from this woman's eyes, I keep running and this creepy encounter slips from my mind. I pass my twin about two miles later and finish my run. I get home and my twin isn't back yet, which I find strange because he normally beats me back since he's in a bit better shape than I was at the time. He shows up an hour later and tells me what happened to him. Since the direction he was running in does not have the giant hedge to obscure his view, he sees the woman among the trees, only she wasn't standing like I had perceived. She's hanging by her neck. As my twin gets closer to the trees, and realizes what he's seen. A man comes running out of one of the apartments, wailing. He picks her up and sets her on the ground and lets out cries of mourning. My twin calls the police and stays to give a report. Although I didn't realize what I had seen out of the corner of my eye that morning until my twin had told me, I think back on that and a chill still runs up my back as I remember the stare I saw out of the corner of my eye from a woman who is not even alive.